Welcome, pull up a seat, pour yourself a glass of tea. My name is Jason Rodriguez and I'm the Parliament Raven. Today we're going to be talking about correction, greater than or equal to rebuke, <laughs> the art of correction, or the lack thereof, the art of correction, as um, the world looks and gazes upon the church in all its multimedia glory uh, news providing um, wing of the church. Um, we definitely have seen a lot of rough and tumble falls, uh, you know, and and I can go through my list. Uh, here's the list of the fallen. Right, this is this is the why of this episode. Uh, Joshua Harris, Richard Roberts, Ted Haggard, Todd Bentley, Jonathan Welton, etc., etc., etc. I you throw out a uh, evangelical name or the name of a major pastor. Uh, and in the past, uh, at least 30 years of my life, I can throw out and reach for one or even two and uh, look at the how the church has handled it and how the church has treated it, um, whether it be in the media or uh, amongst the body of believers. Um, and by believers, I mean mainstream believers. I, I don't know if we can, we can't declare all believers, and uh, and uh, what does it mean to uh, bring correction or bring rebuke and and why and where and when? Not really talked much about in the church, you know. Correction, um, you know, the idea of if you're out of sorts, um, then you need to come back into sorts. I, I, you know, I watch a lot of uh, uh, forging stuff. I want to get into that, um, you know, a personal note. And uh, there's times when when blades are quenched and they come out uneven and they need to be fixed, right? They're they're turned at an angle and they, and they're just not straight and they can't be used for what they're supposed to be used. And um, because that visualization is what is why I want to use it. I want you to think of. When somebody needs to be corrected, they're they're an unstraightened blade. They're they're curving to the right or to the left, and so they're not going to cut straight. They're not going to do what they're supposed to do. Um, humans aren't tools, but it gives you an idea of why things sometimes need correction. If you're if you're off path, or if you're if you're not doing something, if you're doing something wrong, you need to be corrected so you're not doing it wrong anymore. And usually, when you're doing something wrong, you're hurting somebody. You're hurting something, somebody. Uh, you know, and you need to stop, or you need to be, you need to, well, yes, you need to stop, or, and, and you need to be corrected, so that you stop, because when you hurt somebody, you're also hurting yourself, because you're causing yourself problems, right, and uh, I can squawk about this all day, but let's take a look at, at where, where to start on this, right, because, you know, the, I call this the broken art of restoration, right, you know, you have a, uh, Somebody falls, a big name, uh, Todd Bentley. Let's use Todd Bentley. Uh, Todd Bentley falls. Um, he has been doing major miracles. Uh, major church people grab him, say, we got this guy. We're going to repair him. We're going to see him do good. And then we're going to send him back out again. Uh, wait. What? 
okay, I get it. You want he was doing major miracles. He was seeing signs and wonders. He uh, people were coming to the Lord and just as many probably left after he fell. And it comes to that point of people being given great authority um, and not having the character to hold it up, um, you know, not having, uh, not also not, not just not having the character, but not having the, the support to hold it up too. You need both. You need, because character can be corrupted and without support, you don't know when you're starting, the corruption is starts to, tr to trickle in, right? You can start believing your own press like Mark Driscoll started believing his own press. Um, you could, uh, you know, uh, your gifting could put you in the thing, uh, in, in the limelight. And now you're, you thinking you're doing great because you know, your gifting is just amazing. Uh, whatever it be, you, you're a major singer, uh, worship leader, you're a pastor with a, you know, and now you have a mega church in, in like six months because somebody liked your message and, you know, they think you're on the right track and you have, you know, and growth uh, without um, any wisdom or uh, the inability to uh, sustain it as a person, sustain the growth um, with while maintaining your personal character, right, maintaining uh, th your calling. Um, I mean, any chip or crack will be shown under the pressure and weight of tremendous growth, right? If something grows too big too fast, uh, it's gonna the thing that holds it up is going to break and usually that is you know the character of a person and and when that part of the part of a character is broken you know uh, it leaks out and grabs things like some sort of weird octopus tentacle and draws a suction cups in you know victims <laughs> whether it be, you know and and that goes that can go come from from verbal abuse to uh, bad jokes to uh, self-degradation, suicidal thoughts. I mean, it's sometimes the the negative uh, could just impact you, but that negative is how uh, you lose communication with people and and stuff like that. Uh, and you are are drawn away from from your lifeline or, uh, you cut off people who are you're supposed to be alive. You're called to be a lifeline too, because you're not um, in shalom. You're not in uh, you know mind, body, and spirit are not in alignment. You're not in complete unity and peace. And so you know, let's let's look at the, this warring inside, right? So um, there's plenty of verses to go off, but I, I really. Um, I feel like I should start with Jesus <laughs> because Jesus sets the model for everything. And yes, there's plenty of verses later on that support um, restoration and dealing with the broken that are within the body, right? And man, we as believers really need to get a hold of like handling our business and um, not uh, beating up or chewing on or filleting our fallen, um, but bandaging them up and, and making sure that if they're broken, they're <laughs> think of it like this. You're, the person's broken. They broke their leg. 
uh, hey, you know what? You're all healed up. You've been in that cast for six months. You'll be fine. Let's take off the cask and let you running. And and you you run the heels not the the bones not healed completely. You you trip and snap and and again. And then we expect the these fallen people to you know. Well, how dare you fall again? Didn't we just fix you? Didn't we just raise you up again? Didn't we just restore you? Ooh, restore is a great Christianese word that we use. Didn't we just restore you? Didn't we just, you know, pay, slap a coat of paint uh, like on an old house and, and call you new? No? No? Mm. All right, well, so so the first art of restoration is is in Matthew, and it's in 18... Uh, and the verses are 15 and 17, and I'm not going to read you the verse. Instead, I'm going to paraphrase it in my own uh, words. So step one, uh, go to your bro. And what what I mean by that is you're going to go, and you're going to try to confront your brother. Jesus wants you to first confront your brother um, by yourself. You know, and and if they don't see that, you know, hey, um, you're really causing some damage here, either to us or, or to some people, um, then you need to go to the second one, have uh, an intervention. Yeah, see, I'm trying to use modern words here. Have an intervention, grab two or three peeps, grab a sign and say, hey, um, you know, there, there's a problem here. <laughs> and so uh, we don't want to see this problem. We love you. And so we're intervening. Uh, and I know this gets difficult with with powerful people, right? <laughs> you know, a powerful person who can fire you per se or kick you out of an entire body of church and shun you. Um, we won't mention any names or churches uh, that are currently being uh, under scrutiny of podcast. But uh, it's been prevalent um, for quite some time, uh, not just in that church or during that time period, but throughout, right? Uh, uh, not doing right, not understanding compassion. Uh, and then when that fails, you know, you, you went to your bro, you went to your bro with like two or three more bros and, and they're like, Hey man, this is not working out. Then technically that's when you, you, you bring the church into play and you go, Hey, uh, yeah, not going right. We need to, yeah, we need a, uh, a, a body intervention where the whole body of believers and here's the interesting part. Like if, if that's before the church, then it doesn't just involve leadership. Right, uh, I think of a church as a body. It doesn't. It's not the fivefold ministry, right? It's not just pastor, prophet, teacher, um, apostle. It's not all. It's not just those five people. It's the entire body because you're technically an entire family. And if one hurting, you are all hurting. And if one is injuring somebody, you are all being injured, right? Because uh, the body works together as synchronously as one uh, complete unit. And if one person is is causing damage, then they need to be addressed. And if uh, multiple people are being hurt, they need to be uh, consoled, right? So that that's step three. Step four, if they don't listen to all that, if they're still like, I'm still going to do it, or they're like, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't have to take this. Then you go, bye-bye, uh, Felipe. Take your bags and pack them. You are a stranger to us. But, yeah, Jesus said, treat them as a tax collector or Gentile. Now, let me give you some relevance to that, right? We need to have some historical precedents to understand of treating them like a tax collector 
and treating them like a Gentile, both of which should be shunned during Jesus's time period. Right, so it was. That's why it was crazy when Jesus got Matthew as one of his disciples, or ate with Zacchaeus, because these are tax collectors. These are people who, uh, in all essence, worked for the very enemies of Israel and were seen as individuals who had betrayed not only their country but their family, because Israel was one giant family. 12 tribes, 12 brothers, one giant family. Thus, you betrayed your entire, everything, everything you, that you, that made you uh, part of their culture, part of being Jewish at the time was betrayed by being a, a tax collector. Or you were never part of them altogether, all right? And so you were to not be married to, you, were, you try not to have dinner with them, um, because they're, they don't, they, they could corrupt, right? They could draw you away from, from Adonai. Um, and so Jesus says, treat them like that. Treat them as if they were to draw you away, to keep them away because they might draw you away from Adonai, right? They are, you know, and even more so the tax collector kind of makes even more so sense in the uh, because it's the betrayer of family this person is is hurting people running ramshack like a uh, out of control car through a through you know a, a fairgrounds with with people there you know and i use that because that's a horrible image but when people get hurt that's just as horrible when hearts are rendered um, and, and cut up by people's actions. It is a horrible transaction. It is a terrible transaction, right? So um, th that's Jesus' method. It's a four-step four thing. It's a four-step process that leaves either a brother one back or a brother gone, right? So there is a time to cut, to cut off uh, people that there there is no res restoration when the, there's an inability uh, to acknowledge uh, one's own uh, failings and the inability to listen to correct correctness. Um, you know, Proverbs would call that being a fool, um, and even then, fools should be ignored too, right? All right, so. Uh, it, you know, there's some all there's some all, also some other things, right? Um, when warn, um, uh, so Titus 3.10, warn somebody who uh, brings division twice. Stop that. You need to stop causing your these people to argue with each other, right? You're causing division. You're... you're <laughs> you're you're causing uh, them to argue where there was none, and if if they did refuse to listen, have nothing to do with them. Well, there it is again. What? Where <laughs> nothing nothing to, nothing to do with them. And come on, folks. <laughs> I, I you're sipping your tea there, and I know coming to your mind are people who you know in your life have caused some sort of major division. Or, or, or people who come to mind that, you, that you're not friends with that cause division. Don't hang out with them. The Bible says not to. <laughs> the, 
the word says not to, right? Uh, let's move on. First uh, Corinthians five uh, eleven. Don't hang out with those who claim to be Christian, but are immoral, covetous, or an idolater, verbal abuser, or swindler. Don't even eat with them. Okay. Now listen carefully, because I think a lot of people miss this. All right, Ravens, listen carefully. Don't hang out with those who claim to be Christian. So they say, hey, I'm a Christian. I go to church with you. I'm of, uh, you know, Baptist over the hill uh, church or sunrise fallen from the, from the breeze um, Calvary Congregation Chapel. I'm from... Uh, I don't know what other silly name can I make up. Um, the edge of the river uh, church, you know. Uh, but but when they're not there on Sunday or when they're not hanging out with their Christian buddies, they're doing immoral things. They're they're swindling at work. Um, they're coveting their friends' uh, wives. They're like, man, she's a hottie, yeah, right. And you're just like, dude, that's that's your friend's wife, bro, right. Or uh, or they're an idolater, you know. Uh, I think of Christians who put their sports teams over over the church. It it does bother me when a church goes, "Hey, uh, Super Bowl Sunday's coming up. I hope you make it." Wink, wink, nudge, nudge to our Super Bowl party, or you know, or or it becomes a you know a thing where the uh, just. Sports becomes more important than your family or your your life around you. You know, you record every every game, can't miss it, um, and it's like super important. Yeah, well, how much time do you spend in the word equivalently? Maybe a sports entertainment idol has been placed in your life. Uh, you know, the Denver Broncos or uh, Dallas Cowboys or. Uh, the L.A. Dodgers or the L.A. Lakers or the New York uh, Giants, um, the New York Mets, the White Sox. I, the list goes on, right? Or college team. Put your college as your sports entertainment idol. Um, and that, that's only one thing. I mean, there's, you know, you could have your favorite band. They can become an idol. Your favorite author. They can become uh, – it's pretty easy in, in a world today um, with Instagram – that you can now have little mini idols all the time. I can't miss an episode of this person and, and they're seeking money. Oh, you have an idol to, to, to wealth, right? Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting on, on how that can, uh, how, how we can fall into that trap um, and, and how it could ooze its way or, or eck its way to, into our, our, our walk. Um, and I know it's hard to hear that, but here's the hardest one to hear. Verbal abuser, right? I already talked about swindler earlier because that, that was immoral. So we're going to just chuck that over there. But verbal abuser. I know that. I know people who have maintained friendships with people who they know verbally abuse their wives. Or vice versa, a wife who's verbally abusing her husband. You know, that's not okay. Don't break bread. Let them know that you need to let them know that what they're doing is wrong. Dude, why aren't we hanging out anymore? Well, it's, you're abusive to your wife. 
And if you don't think so, let me give you some examples. Right? But I don't hit her. Your words are just as potent. And the word talks about it. 1 Corinthians 5.11. Right? And then, and then you have Galatians 6.1. And, and this is the one I'm not going to paraphrase. I'm going to let the message paraphrase for me. All right, message, you're going to paraphrase this one for me. And you have, live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments for yourself. So don't be critical, right? You might be needing a, a forgiveness before the day is out. Plank versus uh, speck. Uh, and, and those of you who are believers understand that comment. For those of you who don't, put uh, plank I versus spec I in the uh, search bar of whatever search engine you use. Uh, put uh, Bible verse after it, and it will pop up for you if you have not heard it. Okay. Uh, stop. Uh, sorry, not stop. Stoop down and reach out. To those who are oppressed. And by oppression, that could mean the very thing that, that they're doing is oppressing them, right? Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. If you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. If you think you are too good to stoop down and reach out and help somebody with their burdens... Then alone, there alone, you are deceived. It's pretty, pretty obvious. I think the message paraphrases it pretty obvious in in our today's um, vernacular, our vocabulary for today, so you can understand it. Because I surely understand that. So, I'm I'm hoping that if you're listening, uh, Ravens, and you're drinking your tea with me, that you understand exactly what that means there. All right, so I talked about the art of broken restoration. And the reason I talked about that is because I wrote it down here in my notes. The art of broken restoration, right? And in order to restore somebody, they're, they're, the first and primary thing that needs to be is you need to have their ear. And in order to have anyone's ear, in order to restore, in order to be able to speak to the, to the person uh, in a way that's intimate enough to that they might hear it, is you have to have relationship. So one, relationship with the fallen can't restore anybody if you don't have relationship so like all these people jumped to to be with todd bentley but todd bentley didn't have like he had these relationships but how intimate were these relationships i don't know i can't judge but like you have to have intimate relationships and i don't want to throw todd bentley under the bus because todd bentley is is a man with his own struggles and and i pray every day that the lord meets with him every day um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and to be honest, I don't know where he is now, and I, and I pray for the blessings of the Lord upon him uh, for such a heavy burden that he carry at the Lakeland Revival, right, that, that you know, that he was bound to, without the proper support and having the proper people around you and, and a good, solid foundation of character, um, you know, of course, of course mistakes are going to be made. I mean, you know, uh, lack of character is, is just as much the playground uh, of the enemy as idle hands, okay? Uh, two, uh, the person has to, be a, a, a <laughs> has to be at a place where they can willingly admit that they have done wrong, 
right? That they they fully admit that that they're doing wrong. If they if they are not there, then there's an issue, right? Uh, lastly, lastly, you have. Um, the fruit of change and repentance, right? So you, you rebuke somebody, you're doing wrong. And then, then they start the process of, of correcting. But if there's no fruit, if you don't see correction, then there's an issue. If you don't see change, there's an issue, right? Because then nothing, there's no real change your repentance there's there's no fruit there's nothing has happened they're still the same person beware they are now a wolf and how many wolves have we let amongst the flocks because we wanted their giftings think about it okay um here's the worst part of all this all this is done now with the the modern edge, right? The media, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the podcasts, right? Um, it would be like you wanted to correct somebody, and uh, <laughs> they uh, taking their picture and photocopying and say, "This person is a jerk," and this is why, and then posting it everywhere you can. Uh, in the past, right before we had media, everywhere you could, where people could read it, you 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 get a um, a, a full page ad in the newspaper. You <laughs> you send it to the local cable channels. You post uh, post it at the library, at the supermarket, on the back of milk cartons, everywhere you could. Um, and that's what you can do today within a flick of your camera and a wave of your finger, right? And so. The church rushes to fix people with gifts. Um, but sometimes we forget what's most important, right? So they feel like the most important thing is, is this amazing gift and amazing thing to show God's glory. And they forget that the most important thing is the one, the people. And sometimes in this whole modern-day ministry thing, people are seen like they are seen in school, which are like products. And, you know, uh, one-size-fits-all author assembly line in the kingdom has never been that way. It's one incredibly precious, precious, unique gem after another. Each person is unique, a unique story, a unique book, a unique... Uh, use whatever is important to you, put, uh, you know, and they're that, a single piece that is unique. Right, and we uh, uh, as believers need to come to realize that that's that's the that's it. That's the good news. The Lord is after that, the person, including the fallen, including the broken, and restoration comes over time. And it and it is only merited through relationship, and through seeing actual uh, uh, repentance, turning, right, changing. So is correction uh, greater than or equal to a rebuke? Only if the rebuke is in love and the correction is over time and bears fruit. Then they are equal. But if to, to rebuke um, 
without relationship is useless. It's like a clanging gong. And to bring correction without relationship is the same. Uh, it's why keyboard warriors on Facebook and Twitter and the internet uh, don't work. Who's this person to tell me? They don't know my story. They don't know my life. Squawk, 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 squawk. Right? So, think before you, you decide to be a keyboard warrior or decide to bring correction to somebody or something uh, without unction of the Holy Spirit um, and without relationship, think again and seek, seek the, the Spirit, seek the Father, seek the Son, um, so that, that it can bear fruit, right? That none should perish, right? Our hearts should be that none should, that like, it, our mantra should be go that none should perish. Go that none should perish. Go that none should perish. In love and mercy and grace, go that none should perish. For we have good news of the kingdom. Well, Ravens, I hope that gives you something to think about at least at the end here. And I will see you next time. And before you leave, go ahead and pour yourself another glass. Thanks. Goodbye. Cool music by Ross Budgen at the beginning and Bend Sound at the end.